Greetings and salutations, everyone. Wow. Something formal, right? Yes. Something a bit different. Why not? Yes. Welcome to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character for another week of shenanigans to do with Seinfeld, our favourite ep- show. I was going to say favourite episode, not really. Our favourite show. You're with a couple of Aussie larrikins. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And every week we focus on an episode of the Seinfeld and we talk about the secondary and minor characters of the show that grace the episodes and make them just a little bit more special. Yeah. Make a perfect show somehow post-perfect. Yeah, pre, pre-perfect, post-perfect, Whatever. even more perfect. Yep, perfecta. Yep, that must be what it is. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the adjective. I'm Something for sure. Yeah, more perfect, perfect, more, more perfect. Yeah, sure, more perfecter. Double yeah. it, double it. Yes, triple, super, double, mm. perfecter. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, I'm up to episode 15, and uh, as you know by now, whenever we're doing an episode which is a multiple of five, it is a. What's the deal with episode? That's right. And that, in these episodes, we focus on singular characters. Usually, they've appeared in more than sort of one or two episodes, um, usually across more than one season as well. And uh, this season, uh, sorry, this this character. This, this character, epi- yes. This yes. episode is a pretty special one. And uh, who are we doing today? Today, we are doing, or we're not doing, we're focusing on... <laughs> <laughs> Great start, everyone. Yeah. We're focusing on George's arch nemesis from his childhood, once a successful advisor to Mayor Dinkins, the former New York mayor, he fell from grace and he landed in an insane asylum and he ended up being a computer salesman for Frank Costanza in a, his garage. A fraudulent computer salesman. Yeah, his phone was never connected. <laughs> he loved ringing the bell. <laughs> We're talking about Lloyd Braun. Yes. Yes, so played by two actors. First epi- The first one was Peter Callahan. He was played in The Non-Fat Yogurt. And the next one is Matt McCoy. Yeah, and he played uh, Lloyd in two episodes, a season epi- uh, season seven episode, The Gum, and a final uh, season episode, The Serenity Now. Yes, and before we do get into the character synopsis, uh, we've got something a bit special. Yes, we do. Yes. So you, 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 say, the, you say the news. Oh, I'll say it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, we spoke to Matt McCoy and we chatted to him about Lloyd Braun, so that's going to be uh, released in conjunction with this episode as well. So you might find when you refresh your list... There's going to be two new episodes. Yeah, so this will be episode 15, and I guess the interview will be 15A. Yeah, I guess. If we're assigning a value to it. Exactly. Yeah, so we had a, a couple of weeks ago, we had a 20-minute, 25-minute chat to him via Skype. Um, he was kind enough to donate some of his time. He was in Marrakesh in Morocco filming for a TV series. Yes. And we had an amazing conversation. It was hard to not sort of uh, get all giddy and, yeah. and fanboy. Wasn't he such a great guy? Yeah. So super, great. Super Wonderful accommodating. Guy. Even yeah. even the, the lead up to the interview, you know, trying to figure it all out, the time and the logistics, super accommodating, just loveliest bloke ever. Yeah. Couldn't have gone any better. It was fabulous. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, but w- there was a problem where like my the microphones weren't working, so yeah. we had to use our computer mic. So if you're listening to the interview straight after this, you might find we might sound a little bit crackly, but don't stress. Yeah, it's it's, it's all good. We still sound great. Matt sounds fantastic. I'm yeah, right. no, it's fine. We've yeah, listened yeah. to it a couple of times. It's it's not as good as audio quality as, as our normal episodes, but perfectly fine. Yeah, oh, well, on our end anyway. Exactly. Matt's great. Yeah. Yes, perfect. Indeed. And that's who you want to hear, not us. Exactly. So you, can, you can get hours more of us. You got 20 minutes of him as long as he was good yeah and thank you matt if you're listening to us thank you very much for uh, being with us yeah and, uh, we, no, enjoy, we really enjoyed chatting with you a million thanks and uh whether you'll hear it or not big shout out to your agent as well in la yeah loveliest person just everyone everyone involved not that it was a huge thing uh it was just great can't, Let, can't yep. say enough kind words let's hope the first of many interviews huh indeed it's inspired us to um you know to get, hopefully get some more interviews lined up so hopefully we can bring those to you and future what's the deal with episodes yes he's hoping now let's get into it Stephen. let's give the listeners seinfeld news okay So in this week's edition of Seinfeld News, we've got four pieces to cover. The first one is a follow-up to a piece that I had a had a chat to you about in The Blood, which was a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. In that episode, I reported that Jerry was selling his Lotus. That's right, yes. Uh, in Texas. And I asked when we were recording, why would he sell, a New York native sell his car in Texas? Um, this answered it for me. So the car was sold. 
uh, at the end of May. This is when we're recording. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was actually sold by a person who lives in Midland in Texas who bought the car off Jerry. Oh, that's so how it all happened. Yeah, so yep. it wasn't Jerry selling it directly. Right. Uh, this guy bought it at some point in the past off Jerry and he was just advertising it or reselling it, mm. uh, you know, as, as formerly owned by Jerry. Um, it's... I think it was estimated to get around sixty-five to seventy-five grand oh, uh, yeah, on the yep, day, yep. Um, and it got ninety thousand four hundred dollars. So it got fifty percent more than than um, originally estimated. I think Jerry's name uh, probably increased the value. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah, to the owner of a new Lotus driving around Texas, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Formerly owned by Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, and I hope it works out to be a John Voight type situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Jerry Seinfeld. It was um, Kerry Einfeld. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that would be gay. Doesn't Jerry spell his name with two R's? Yeah. <laughs> Yeri. <laughs> Yeri. Yeah. Yeri, Yeri Morokov from the Ukraine. <laughs> and if you're listening from the Ukraine and your name's Yeri, get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's no name in the Ukraine named Yeri. Sorry for being culturally insensitive. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Next article, man. Yeah. So uh, recently, um, a lot of TV fans or just a lot of fans in general would be super stoked with the uh, recent new season of Twin Peaks. Yes. I'm watching that at the moment. Okay. It's it fabulous. Good? Yeah. Oh, well, it's much zanier than the first two seasons, but More I'm enjoying zany. it. But it's getting, I watched, it's, it's up to fifth, five episodes so far. Wow. It's getting really good. Didn't they release them all at once? Isn't it a Netflix series? No, no. It, well, in Australia anyway. I don't know about the US. Okay. But in Australia, it's it's, it's on Stan. Oh, right. Which is like a, an Australian streaming service. Yeah, I use it so, to watch stuff. Yeah, yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've released the first four episodes in a row, like okay. at once. But then yep. they're releasing a new one each week. They released right. episode five in Australia yesterday on Monday. Okay. Is it as good as the original series? Oh, it's, it's different. Obviously, technology's changed over mm. the last 25 years. A lot of the characters that were in the old episode are there, mm-hmm. but they're you know, of course older. Right. Uh, and then they've got a lot of new characters too. Okay. Which which really mix it up. So it's it's a good mix of old and new, especially you know it. it I get uh, good nostalgic vibes yeah. seeing the old characters again. Yep. Yeah, and it's good to see the new ones too and how sure. they're involved. It's nice great. One. Yeah, it's a good a good follow up. I'm looking forward to the rest. It's, apparently, it's going to be uh, 18 episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to release one one every week. Yeah. Right. Uh, in Australia, anyway. Don't yeah. know about the US. Probably be the same. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, what have you got? I, yeah. love, I love how there's Twin Peaks. In in this podcast fabulous sure. I was wrapped. Twin Peaks is welcome anywhere I'm wrapped yeah so a video producer and director named Dominic Nero has crafted a pretty cool uh, trailer for a hypothetical Seinfeld reboot <laughs> and he's crafted it in the same fashion uh, that the um, the Twin Peaks hype trailer which I think was released last year to hype up this series release mm-hmm. um, was filmed so he's basically just done like a shot for shot cut for cut remake oh no way but with newer footage of the Seinfeld for the core four yeah but sure. from other shows okay so it looks like they've aged like yeah. in Twin Peaks yeah um, and it's sort of dark and harrowing and cold and <laughs> wow. disturbing like Twin Peaks I gotta check that out yeah it's really cool so yeah. the guy's name's Dominic Nero um, he's got a Vimeo page mm-hmm. I think if you just go there and type in Dominic Nero it'll come up I had a look at his, his other stuff and he's an amazing producer he just produces all sorts of weird and wonderful video content mm. really cool mm. Um, the third piece is that Seinfeld himself made a guest appearance at Colin Quinn, who's just a sort of a, I guess you could say like a mid-level stand-up comedian out of America. He had a show in Sag Harbor, which is in uh, a suburb or a region in the Hamptons, which is where near, uh, near where uh, Jerry lives. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jerry just made a surprise appearance. Nice. He turned up and he actually did a support um, for... Uh, yeah, for Colin Quinn and Tim Gage. So, um, yeah, so one of the biggest comedians on the planet supported, you know, two sort of unknowns, I guess. That's very nice of him. Which is really cool. Yeah, 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 really fun. I watched a bit of the stand-up set. Like, a bunch of people filmed it on their phone. Um, obviously, it couldn't have been professionally filmed because it was spontaneous. And, uh, yeah, just typical Jerry stand-up, observational, you know, sort of G-rated stuff. But, yeah, yeah funny nonetheless. So, And I'm not normally a big fan, but I like this one. That's very good. Yeah. Nice, man. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Yes. I approve. I'm glad you do. It's got the Ivan seal of approval. You sound like an NPR librarian. That's very good. That's very good. Indeed. And the last one is probably probably my favorite. Oh, yes. I've got it here in front of me, too. Yeah. yeah. So, in Albuquerque... Um, Mayor Richard J. Berry, who's the mayor of Albuquerque, tweeted out a link from KPRK6 News, which he later found out is a fake news website. Oh, boy. I went to the website, and it's 
sort of uh, it, it promotes itself as being a satirical website, <laughs> but it's just a bullshit generator. Like the Onion. But, but the like, Onion is good. Yeah, yeah. And they're actually making points. This this just literally relies on an algorithm that picks a location, a person, an event, and just mashes it together into just a bullshit fake news. There's no point. There's no satire. Right. There's no insight. There's right. no commentary. It's yeah. just pick pick 10 variables, <sighs> put them all together, and you've got a news piece for KPR <laughs> yeah. A6. Um, so this, this article, uh, it said that during a radio interview this morning, uh, sorry, that morning, um, Jerry took a moment to praise the residents of Albuquerque um, who came to his aid after experiencing a mechanical issue with his car before filming an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yep. So I just picked Albuquerque, picked Jerry, picked a TV show, mm-hmm. put it all together. He said that two guys came to help him, <laughs> and as a thanks, he took them out to lunch at a, at a barbecue. And that was the down. fake news. That was the fake news. That was news. all fake Jerry, news. Jerry didn't go to Albuquerque. He didn't what did he do in Albuquerque? What would he do there? I don't know. No I have no idea. Oh. Make meth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Brian Cranston, and yeah, Aaron yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah, with um, you know, with uh, with Watley, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what he did after his dentistry career. He moved to Albuquerque. Hey, that's made, a good theory. Made meth. When we do a Watley episode, we'll, we'll reference. Yeah, Brian we'll, we'll try and link the two together. We will, indeed, we will. He wasn't a washed-up uh, chemistry teacher. He was a former dentist. I think he was, too. Definitely. He faked his death and moved to Albuquerque and became a meth kingpin. Hey, that's for another episode. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so th- this 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 uh, this article was released, and if you read it once, you know it's just horseshit. It's like horseshit, it's, yeah. it's garbage written. It's mm-hmm. just, it's really bad. But nice. the mayor of, the mayor, I think what motivated the mayor is not to sort of vet this link and just to tweet it out spontaneously was the fact that Jerry and, you know, Seinfeld has sort of come back into the modern media, well, you know, like recent media because he's touring and there's a lot of hype around stuff. Yeah. There just seems to be a lot more sort of like Seinfeld stuff going on. Yeah, so, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he just sort of got on that bandwagon, didn't, you know, normally sort of public officials make sure that everything they tweet out is like vetted and read and stuff to make sure it's all legit. Um, but he just retweeted it and then I think he removed it about six <laughs> hours later when it was revealed that it was just a fake... News piece. Lovely. Yeah, so that's it for Seinfeld News this week. Excellent. Good work, Stephen. We're talking about Lloyd Braun today, and it is the, the What's the Deal episode. So every fifth episode, we get one special secondary character who's been in multiple episodes, and we give them a bit, bit of a hypothetical and a run-through, and we talk about the actors or actresses who portrayed the character. Yeah, and they tend to be major characters as well. Yes, indeedy. So we'll be back right after this break, and we'll get started on Lloyd Braun. Sounds good. All righty. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, and I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. Now, see, this is what the holidays are all about. Three buddies sitting around chewing gum. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Lloyd, he thinks he can get more of this. Well, Lloyd's a very industrious fellow. Not sure he can accomplish anything he sets his mind to. (laughs) Actually, the importer's right in Chinatown. I'll introduce you to him. You can get it whenever you want. It's done, sir. Hey, Jerry, you know, Lloyd wants to do you a favor. I know that, Kramer. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character for another week of shenanigans. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And whether you're listening in Australia or somewhere around the world, welcome and thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah, whether you're a long-time listener, well, long-time, 15 weeks. <laughs> I guess it's a long time Contextually long time. Yes. Or if you're a first-time listener, g'day from Melbourne, Australia. We uh, love to have you on board. And uh, yeah, if you want to subscribe, go on iTunes. We're now on Stitcher Radio. Yeah. yeah. So a a really cool podcast app actually I've been mucking around with it mm. I've been listening to some podcasts on it nice and it's really cool um, a bit easier to navigate than iTunes yeah um, really good library a lot of their library feeds off uh, off iTunes so if you nice don't like one. iTunes or if you have an Android device jump on Stitcher download it and search for us all you need to do is type in Seinfeld yep. and we'll come up and hit us hit hit subscribe send an email get in touch with us whatever or if you have awesome. no, yeah or if you have no other option you can go to our website bidwbasc.com or bidwabask.com yeah and bidwabask is our handle as well on social media so Instagram Facebook and Twitter nice one now we got all the housekeeping out of the way let's get into episode 15 what's the deal with Lloyd Braun indeed yes we're focusing on George's childhood arch Lloyd Braun, and I'll give you a bit of a rundown of the character synopsis. So Lloyd Braun, he's a childhood friend of George's, as I mentioned before. George's mother, Estelle, always pushed George to be more like Lloyd Braun. 
be more like Lloyd. Why can't you be like more? No, what did she say? Why don't why you, can't be, you like, be more like Lloyd Brown? Yeah, and I love in the surrender now. A bit more yelly. Yeah, yeah. Why can't you be more like Lloyd Brown? <laughs> and I love it when Frank, um, you know, they said, "Oh, the, there's the challenge in place. Whoever sells the most computers keeps their job." Yeah. And George is like, "That's fine. I quit." You, your mother was right. You could never be like Lloyd Brown. And then George <laughs> just jumps on the phone. Good reverse psychology. Yeah. I like in that call how he's like, "Hello, Mister Whoever. Do you want to buy a computer?" No. Why not? Why not? That's a pretty good reason. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I love when he's pretending to sell all the computers and he's on the phone and he goes, Hello, Mr. Vandalay. (laughs) How many computers? He uses his own pseudonym. There's like two dozen. And then as he's about to hang up the phone, it says, Your call could not be connected. (laughs) And he's just like, Like he's just faked a call. Oh, so good. So good. Anyway, so yeah, um, George was always pushed to be like Lloyd Braun, a very successful, handsome Man, probably around his late thirties, early forties. Very handsome. Yes, yes. And he even he even mm. got a famous Elaine swoon. Oh, he did. Oh, the old. Ooh. Yeah, the old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he was first played by Peter Callahan in the Non-Fat Yogurt, and then by Matt McCoy, who we chatted to, for two more episodes, The Gum and the Serenity Now. Serenity Now, rather. So Lloyd is introduced as the advisor to the then New York Mayor David Dinkins, and worked on his unsuccessful election campaign. And did you know, Stephen? Uh, David Dinkins was. Uh, mayor of New York from 1990 to 1993, he was the first African-American to hold the mayoral office in New York. I didn't know that. I didn't do any research into Dinkins. I knew that he was a real guy, but I didn't know anything about him. But now I do. Yeah, the first and only African-American to hold the New York mayorship. Wow. Yes. Was, Was Rudy Giuliani after him? Yes, yeah, he succeeded after him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So Rudy Rudy succeeded. Um, yeah. Yeah, David yeah. Dinkins. Did, yeah. did Dinkins do anything of note? Oh, I don't. I didn't see that. Part. Okay. No, that was just interesting. Just uh, in case yeah. our non-American or non-New York listeners are probably wondering who David Dinkins is. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Beautiful. He's a real guy. After an unsuccessful election campaign for Dinkins, Lloyd suffers a nervous breakdown after this, possibly from Elaine's suggestion that everyone in New York should wear name tags so people will know each other's names. <laughs> and uh, he was dating Elaine at one stage during the non-fat yogurt episode. Yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then I love how everyone's just mocking him. It's like, oh, name tags? Who come up with that? Yeah. He's going to lose the election now. Everyone's initially a fan of the idea, but once, I guess, they start thinking about it, everyone goes cold on it. Yeah. Yeah. Frank likes it, though. He's like, yeah. hey, George. Hey, Joe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess it depends, you know, on what you like. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd be keen on wearing a name tag. I don't want strangers to know my name. No, me either. You know, and I don't want to... St- it's a nice idea. The sentiment's nice, but I wouldn't want to be stopped on the street to say hello to every single person. Unless if my name was Max Power. Maybe, yeah, but like we don't Power. have cool names. Ivan and Steven, they're just regular. Like, oh, my name's Steven. I'm not saying it's bad, but <laughs> it's not Max Power. You no. said Max Power. Uh, yeah, that's true. You no. set the bar high, man. Ah, oh, fine. Mm. And you can be Amanda Hug and Kiss. So what happened after his breakdown? So, funnily enough, Stephen, after his breakdown, he spent time in a mental institution. And it's implied by George in The Serenity Now that he may have murdered a family and stuck them in his freezer. Yeah, I like how he uh, how George says mental institution. Mm. He's like in a mental institution. Yeah, mental institution. Really emphasizing how 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 bad he's gone. Yeah, he's gone one up on Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. He's finally better than a human being. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the gum, Lloyd returns to be under the wing of Kramer, who's recently become responsible for his an historical movie theater. Lloyd has developed paranoia by this stage, and he helps hook Jerry up with a Chinese brand of gum in Chinatown. And he's Jerry so buys a hundred bucks worth. Yeah, he is. I, I don't know. I guess it's something for Lloyd to do. Yeah, he probably thinks he's a top a top guy who can get gum from a Chinese yeah I restaurant, think, Chinese I, place. Do you think he's trying to relive his sort of days when he he actually had legit connections, being an advisor to the mayor? Possibly. You, you yeah. know, he would have had access to stuff that most people wouldn't have. Yeah. And I think he's trying to relive that. Well, I think so. Well, I think it's funny that Kramer mentions in the gum that he still has contacts with the mayoral office, and I yeah. thought after being in an insane institution. You wouldn't think, want to be associated with a guy like that. Yeah, I think they would have shunned him. Yeah, I think I don't think I think Kramer was a bit wrong mm. about that. Uh, no, Kramer I don't think he's wrong. Yeah, he's always right. Yeah, like his instincts are flawless. Like we said in previous episodes, he gets a bad idea and he just goes with it regardless of the criticism. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> in the final season, Lloyd works with Frank Costanza selling computers in the Serenity Now, and he appears to be selling quite a few compared to George. It's revealed later in the episode that Lloyd's phone was disconnected the entire time, <laughs> and that he loved and that he loved ringing the sales bell. Oh, uh, he, so good. He's eventually fired, and he doesn't get the water pitch. And you'll find out actually if you listen to the interview after this. This episode we did with Matt, who played Lloyd Braun in the last two Lloyd Braun episodes, whether he actually did like ringing the bell. So yes. have a listen if you want to know the answer to that 
big question. Yes, and he has he gives huge props to Jerry Stiller as well. He does. Loves it. Loves yeah. Jerry Stiller. Yep, yep. Yeah. And after this, he's eventually fired, and he's never seen again in the whole series. Mm. That's it. That's, That's the it. last we see of Lloyd Braun. Three episodes. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk a bit later about what we think happened to him. Yeah. And in between when he became, uh, well, when he was the mayor's advisor and, and um, you know, when he reappeared. Yes. And a special shout out to a Michael from London in England. He actually requested Lloyd Braun oh. for What's the Deal With? He did too. He did, yes. Yeah, so, so this one's for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening too. All right, so the actors who... There were two actors who played Lloyd Braun. Yeah. Uh, in the Non-Fat Yogurt, Canadian actor Peter Kellahan was the first to play him. He's best known as Barry Durbin in the soap opera General Hospital. Yeah, yes, I read that. Yes, he's also appeared in Ginger Snaps and The Industry. I'm not familiar with those ones. Nope. He's also had three writing credits. Uh, he wrote an episode of a Canadian stand-up comedy series. Uh, he wrote a TV movie and a TV documentary. Okay. He's also been a camera operator in an indie comedy called Cooper's Camera. Never heard of it. I read a bit about it. It's basically a film set in the 80s, and it's like a kid's perspective of Christmas in 1985. Okay. And it's basically most of it's from a camcorder. Right. Like the kid's perspective while he's using it. Isn't a kid's perspective of Christmas just Home Alone? Oh, probably, yes. Oh, well, this was not That's a realistic portrayal of Christmas. I think so, yeah, with all the booby traps. <laughs> the wet bandits. <laughs> uh, so, Lloyd, uh, yeah, so Lloyd Braun, he was played later by American actor Matt McCoy, who we interviewed, like I said. And, and you can listen to the interview in a separate episode, which we have released in conjunction with this one yep. this week. So go for it episode 15a i suppose uh he isn't um matt rather is an actor best known as appearing in the hand that rocks the cradle la confidential and currently the tv series silicon valley yeah great series yes and as we were speaking to him he was filming the tv series jack ryan and he uh, was portraying dr nadler uh, and matt told us he's being held captive by isis and he's waiting for jack to rescue him yeah yeah and uh when he when he came up on the screen he had a, a very impressive beard yeah he which did we discuss briefly in the interview yeah, yeah. Um, if you check our instagram we have that up yeah yeah, you yeah. Can look at it little shot and you'll see ivan's ivan's mug as well oh yeah looking looking good looking gorgeous not as good as uh not as good as matt no nah, matt looks more rugged definitely you yeah. just you just look sort of dumbfounded you're like Rrr. i'm just like i'm speaking to a guy who was on seinfeld yeah my life is complete definitely it's all downhill <laughs> after this one. Oh yeah it is <laughs> and uh in 2015 matt was also a spokesperson for the hartford insurance co in the u.s i like how you sent me that link yeah. um on facebook mm. and it was weird watching him do that because it's like you know, most of his roles are well, especially this role that we're familiar with. He's a comedic actor. Yeah. But watching him sort of, sort of be serious and corporate and really dry and kind of boring, it was, it was just weird. You yeah. know, when well, you see actors sort of out of their element or out of what you're used to seeing them, it's oh. always, it's always strange. Yeah. Well, it's good, something different, and I guess the bills still need to be paid. So. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it was odd to watch it's to see him. Yeah. 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 That's, like, that, that's like John O'Hurley who played yeah. Peterman. You know, yeah. he was in all those corporate. You know, yeah. 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 Mentioned yeah. Last with, week. Uh, with Yayo and uh, and the one from the nineties. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I rewatched it. that recently. It's so good. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so tacky. It's good. But it's so great. Great fodder. Yeah. Um, and one other little trivia bit about Matt. He he cites the actor James Stewart as an influence, and they were born on the same day and month. So James Stewart, he was in a lot of Alfred films right like vertigo rear window okay yeah. i know the name probably know the face yeah just can't put the two together yeah yeah if you if you see hitchcock films has been in quite a few okay yes so yeah that's uh a summary of the actors steve mm, mm. so with lloyd braun obviously i guess i could i could say that you know he's obviously a university or college educated yeah possibly politics political science maybe business yeah, you know? I, I was thinking marketing as well. Marketing, he's quite yeah. slick. Maybe he's business quite, with marketing. Yeah, perhaps. he's quite a people person. Because mm, um, I think once you learn how to how to schmooze, you can apply that to any industry. I mean, as an advisor, he's basically a salesman. He's got to sell a smart person his ideas. Yeah, you know. But yeah, a, a, a political science or a, um, you know political background of some sort would, mm. would make sense as well or, or or even if he didn't do political science maybe like you said business and marketing but maybe he has connections in politics yeah in the government that's true that happened to get him the job yeah that's mm. true yeah because being an advisor for a, like a mayor that's quite it's quite a huge job yeah it's massive I, I can't remember is he just his general advisor top advisor or is he a, an advisor on specific or just no he's a he's a campaign advisor campaign advisor yeah. yeah but i think elaine said something like he advises dinkins on everything yeah you know? sort of like his personal advisor as well as well yeah so he's got quite a quite a multifaceted role I yeah suppose. yep mm. i was thinking because he's his uh, uh you know his his campaign advisor that's more of a strategic role rather than a personal advisor which i mm. guess links back to like marketing because you know marketing is about strategy like how to reach people how to communicate all that sort of stuff um yeah but 
smart guy, whatever his background is. Yeah. And uh, Lloyd's clearly the child that uh, every parent always wanted, especially the Costanzas. Definitely. They were probably hoping to have like a Lloyd kind of son, but they got George. Yeah, he's kind of the opposite of George in a lot of ways. He's yeah. tall, handsome, smart, <laughs> charming, yeah. polite, yes. you know, probably not neurotic and a liar. And very secure as well. Yeah, very confident. money. Yeah. Yeah. I think I guess when you're sort of that, you know, when you've got your shit together that much, when you fail, it's a pretty pretty big fall from grace. A spectacular fall, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I can understand why he, you know, kind of wound up where he was. Where he was exactly, yeah. yeah you know, coming from, I guess his family were probably middle class, upper class, and yeah. he worked his way through. And you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. Being employed all the time, and then suddenly he comes up with an idea from Elaine. Thanks to Elaine, Elaine kind of ruined him. Yeah. And then obviously Dinkins didn't like it. And, yeah, he lost the election yeah. because of it. The name tag fiasco, name tag gate, yeah. as you'd call it. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Name tag gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I he probably wasn't able to take it. Unless if he had a, a pre, you know, pre-existing condition, maybe. Yeah, maybe he was illness. triggered. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe, they was, triggered maybe he was on the edge. Maybe. Now that I think about it, being a being a you know uh, 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 an advisor to a mayor would be you know long hours, high stress, especially mm. during an election cycle. Yeah. So maybe he was just on the edge. Maybe, maybe. he was close to breaking, and um, you know this one failure. Like most most, I don't think that that would end most political careers. Yeah. Especially at sort of a state level or sorry, city level. You know, he's not like he's a, a senator in Washington where once you're out, you're kind of out. Mm. Um, so maybe he was just on the cusp of breaking and then this was the, the straw that broke the camel's back mm. and, you know, he, he tumbled down very far. Yeah, and I, I think as well, you know, a lot of people, they fail and then they succeed and then they try a few things and then they fail, you know, and then they succeed and they find their, their niche. Yeah. I think with Lloyd, he's just had pure luck his whole career. I reckon he's been one of those people where everything's just gone right for him. Okay. I don't think he's understood failure. Sure. You know, he's always had silver spoon and, you know, he's been able to do the degree he wants. He's... And with his charisma, he's been able to get in contact with the right people. Sort of faked it until he made, made yeah, it. Yeah, faked until he made it, yeah. And he made it with Mayor Dinkins as yeah. in being his campaign advisor. And then, Do you think if he was to fail at something, what would that be? What do you think are his weaknesses at that time in his life before mm. he, you know, he, had a, he had a breakdown? You mean in general or personal yeah. or like work-wise? Yeah, whatever. Mm. Like where do you think he would have fallen short? Because, you know, on the surface in, in that episode, he seems to have everything going for him superficially. You know, maybe he had depression because a lot of people who suffer from depression and you know mental illness they appear, you know, happy on the surface. You know, like they appear to be confident and happy, and they put on a mask. Maybe he put on a mask the whole time, and he had suffered from depression for a yeah. long time. Yeah, well, I guess that links back to you know me suggesting that he was on the cusp mm. of um you know of, of, of a, a nervous breakout. breakdown. Yeah, and this was it. Like he was just you know burnt out. Yeah, this was this was it. He was just you know it was all being held together by a thread. Yeah. And then it just fell apart. Yeah, and Dinkins wouldn't have handled it so well if, if he got fired. I mean, if you if you put that suggestion forward, no, because mm. did Dinkins campaign for the name tags, or was it just I don't remember? Well, what, he suggested he suggested the name tags to Dinkins, but surely Dink- that's not enough to fire someone. Just as suggested. Well, I think I think Dinkins considered that what he co- what cost him the election. Oh, and he yeah. probably just would have fired everyone. Like you're all, you know, you've all given me terrible advice, especially yeah. as top advisor. Like mm. he's supposed to have his back. Mm. He would have been the first in line. Mm. You know, like. And I'm sure his failure was spectacular as well, because I'm pretty sure they say that Giuliani won by landslide. Oh, yeah. You know, so he probably would have just been raging and firing everyone in, in sight. <laughs> and Lloyd probably would have been... And Lloyd caught the most of it. Definitely. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he would have been, you know, his number one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not for much longer, though. Oh, boy. Poor Lloyd. Yeah, oh, poor Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. As we talk about it, it's so... It's a tragic story, isn't kind it? Of, yeah. He has he's not Because yeah. he's sort of confident and arrogant, but he's not... He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, like yeah. He's polite and, mm. you know, articulate and confident and accommodating. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so mo- most of the time when people sort of fail in Seinfeld, there is a sense of deservedness. It's yeah. like you kind of, you know, you're a jerk or you're annoying or whatever, but I don't know. That's exactly like when we when we spoke about Susan. Yeah. I, I told you that with Susan in episode episode five, you know, that was a, the biggest fall, you know, the biggest tragedy in the whole of, episode definitely I think Lloyd Braun's is one of the biggest too top five top five For tragedies sure. in maybe, Seinfeld yeah. maybe we've got a couple of ongoing lists maybe we should <laughs> do, <laughs> do a top tragedies t- top 10 tragedies yeah. well funnily enough I, I shouldn't I, say top 10 bottom <laughs> 10 tragedies I get what you mean because you know each week we do a top 10 secondary characters we've reviewed so far yeah I've actually written I've, I've ordered in rankings the episodes we've actually reviewed so far as well yeah, you I don't know if that. I'll put them up online or I'll tell them later I don't know just add them later add them later we'll yeah. see yeah yeah 
I'll start doing them from the next episode. Yeah, nice so, one. Well, we'll do that a bit after once yeah, it's wrapped up. That's fine. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty. Uh, yeah. I was thinking. Do you think Elaine would have gone for him if if he wasn't like just basic based on his sort of his personality and looks? Because she's very superficial. She's attracted to men with high paying, high profile yeah. jobs like doctors and and whatever. But you know, I'm I'm assuming he would have been paid pretty well doing his job. Oh, and of course. Had a lot of influence and power and oh, connections and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon Elaine would have been as impressed by him if he if he didn't have that job? You know, if she'd met him, but she had no idea what he did. Well, I'd say that he, you know, he received one of her famous swoons. Mm. So when Elaine swoons a man, that means she's really keen. Yeah. Um, I think, pro- I think possibly, I don't know. I guess maybe his looks. Yeah. Would have got him over the and his stature would have got him over the line. Yeah, his he's, confidence. A, he's a pretty tall dude, mm. and he's a good looking dude too. You yeah, know, like he when is. he smiles and he's really confident with George. Yeah, um, you know he's he's got a presence about him. I guess he does. Yeah, I think that would have been enough for Elaine, probably to at least maybe date him for a bit to have some fun. Yeah, she would probably have been, not all the probably not marriage or relationship, but true. maybe just she would have been enticed. Being yeah, enticed for being seduced by being with a handsome dude yeah yeah hmm. that's probably it hmm. yeah and with um besides jerry really lloyd has a quite a relationship with the other three core four characters yeah you know? he does kramer takes him under his wing in the gum and you know kramer i think wants to give him a second chance yeah you know, he kramer. sees he sees something in lloyd yeah i think he sees some some like some potential that he could come back to his former i guess greatness mm. Um, and yeah, almost he takes him under his wing, almost as like a protege again. Yeah. Plus, as I mentioned earlier, Kramer thinks that he still has contacts in the government. Yeah, so, that's true. Because he wants to restore the theater and keep it, give it heritage status. Mm-hmm. So he's probably he's kind of using Lloyd in a way as well. Yeah. Do you think his motivations to sort of you know prop him up and help him out were were pure or purely motivated by by his own sort of desire to keep the the theater going? I think it was mostly by that. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I don't know why Kramer was so keen on the on the cinema though. <laughs> just something know. to do. Just be, Kramer doing one of his, uh, his, zany his schemes. Yeah, his zany I schemes. think he just liked playing the role of the you know the sort of the tour guide for the theater where he walks around with um you know even even Elaine and Jerry comment they say like you're really getting into this yeah. aren't you and he's like yes I am puffing <laughs> on his pipe. So yeah. well yeah. that's like uh, next week's episode what Kramer gets into. We'll get we'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, will. We will. But that's another scheme that he gets into. Oh, that's but that's sort of an incidental scheme. He doesn't it plan is. it, it just sort of happens. It happens, yes. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that next we'll, week. We'll mention that later, yeah. So yeah, with Kramer, I, I think with Kramer he, he wanted to be friends with Lloyd, but I think he had more of a, a motive to save yeah. the cinema. I think yeah, he had, and that's why. Yeah. And you know, he, and he always reinforced the fact that Lloyd wasn't insane. You're not mm, insane. You're not mm, crazy. Mm. Even though he is. Yeah. I know? guess he's trying to convince Lloyd that, you know, he's doing it for the right reasons. He's not yeah. doing it for selfish reasons. Exactly. But really internally he's motivated by his own his own desires. Yes, I think so too. Obviously the relationship with George, George and Lloyd, I think they were friends, you know, cuz Lloyd seems to come up to him. I don't think Lloyd bullied George no. or anything. I think I think or maybe maybe like the families knew each other. I think you it know? was just petty jealousy. Petty jealousy. I, I mean, yeah. Lloyd probably just thought, "Oh yeah, George is this guy that I grew up with. He's just, you know, sort of on the periphery of his life." Mm. But he was focused on getting ahead in life, you know, studying, career, whatever. And, you know, George just was threatened by that success. I don't think I don't think Lloyd would even think about or have it in him to sort of hold it over George or to, you know, to make him feel bad. I think George was just purely and utterly jealous. Yeah. You know. So I, I think Lloyd's too nice. Like pre-fall Lloyd, I think is too nice. Yeah, yeah. To you know, to sort of like rub it in George's mm. face. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was all an act? Him being so nice. Do you think he may have been an asshole? Oh, maybe. I mean, George is pretty. He's pretty. Easy, he's a pretty easy guy to not like. Yeah, of course. So I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Privately, he he wasn't a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. But I think he was too polite and nice and accommodating to sort of let that show or let that motivate how he behaves around him. Plus, he wanted to save face as well. He didn't yeah. want to be seen. You know, he's got a, such a high end job. Yeah. He didn't want to be seen as like a bully. You know, yeah. Anything to compromise the campaign of Dinkins. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, he probably you know at the, at the bu- like after the you know after his long work week at Friday you know on a Friday when he's having beers or whatever at the bar. Yeah. He probably lets a bit of steam off. You know, oh, blows of a bit of steam off and has a has a bitch about George. So mm, mm. yeah, but I don't I don't think he had a you know his level of hatred or dislike or even care for George was nowhere near what George was for him. Yeah. You know, George was sort of obsessively 
hating of him. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Lloyd probably was just like, oh yeah, George, whatever. Like he's just on the side. He's on the side. He's got he's got yeah. way bigger fish to fry than worry about some bald <laughs> neurotic asshole who's <laughs> trying to bring him down. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't think he was even on his mind that much. No, except no, except so. when he, you know, visited Queens, you know, when he was sort of in his life directly. But day to day, nah. 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 He, he didn't see him as an obstacle. He just no. saw him as a as a I think he piece of gum on his shoe. He well, no, no, not, and, no, not that yeah. like he was like insignificant but more just like he's just some it's like i don't know your neighbor's friend it's like oh yeah he's some person that i see occasionally he's just a guy that's in my life in some small way whatever mm. yeah you know indifferent yeah yeah good that's that's how i think he saw george for sure and for he, sure. that's probably how he saw jerry as well i think with jerry you know they don't really know each other too much but in the gum mm. jerry pretends to wear glasses because lloyd thinks he's wearing glasses yeah the cream. old man's glasses and yeah. he's got to change him to those what is multifocal bloody lens yeah, glasses? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they called Coke, Coke bottle glasses? Coke bottle, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Like horn, uh, thick rim glasses, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. How many focals? Anything. It's like multifocal. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Like old man's glasses. Yeah, but uh, going back to what you are saying before, um, yeah, George and Jerry, prob- uh, sorry, uh, Lloyd and Jerry probably have the least um, dynamic interact- relationship. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, least yeah. interaction, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. How do you think um, George and Jerry would have felt if, if um, you know, if Lloyd didn't have a fall from grace and he had a long-term relationship with um with elaine how would they have felt yeah i, I mean we know how george would have felt but yeah. do you think jerry would have like whatever do you think do you think they would have been friends or gotten along i think jerry would have tolerated it okay you know i yeah. think i think because jerry and elaine you know i think elaine still had feelings for jerry right to the mm, end mm. i think she still loved him yeah so you know he she probably maybe was with lloyd because of his success and all that kind of stuff but i think deep down she'd still want to be with jerry yeah and i think the when jerry and elaine get together i think it's kind of like a moment for yep. both of them you yeah. know even if it's just bantering about bullshit or yeah. if elaine says oh i'm in the mood for some fruit Got a banana? Oh, a banana. Yeah. You know, and they just grab some of his food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they do have good chemistry and good banter, which is important in a good relationship. It is. You want to sort of, you know, riff off each other. Um, but I think so, I think Elaine would have done something to piss Lloyd off. I okay. don't think Elaine's the kind of person who would marry someone. I think really? I think I think she'd mm. I think she'd ruin something or she'd say something stupid. Do you reckon Lloyd would maybe think that, you know, she's just a stepping stone to something that he sees is better? I don't know what's better. <laughs> What do you think? Well, I don't know. That's up to Lloyd, ah, isn't it? True, true, true. You um, know, do you yeah. think? I don't know. Do you think he would have settled on on Elaine? Well, when Lloyd was dating Elaine, Elaine mm. was eating the non non fat yogurt, and she mm. was getting fat. That's true. So I think that Lloyd probably saw her as a bit chunky and would have thought, "No, nah, I don't want to date her anymore." So do you think he's a bit superficial? Like I think that? he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think maybe because he's in such a high position of power, he would have lots of sort of conventionally attractive women available to him, mm. for lack of a better term? Yes. That you know, he, he just would have thought, nah, Elaine's not, not, not up to standard anymore. Because of the yogurt. Because of the yogurt, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and plus, you know, he, he could probably get any woman he wants with his charisma. That's true. No, he'd probably use Elaine as a stepping stone mm. for something if she had something. Okay, yeah. the first bad thing we've, we've talked about, Lloyd, Yeah. so far. Yeah, but the, in my opinion, none of the core four can hold relationships. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're all emotional. Elaine would screw it up somewhere down the yeah, line. She'd screw it up. They're emotionally shit. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think Lloyd's emotionally mature at that point? Like, you know, he's got the sort of superficial characteristics. He's successful. He's smart. He's charming. Mm. But do you think he's got depth to him, or do you think it's just more showy? I think it's more show and go. Right. Yeah. Fake so it do, until you make it. Do, yeah. Do you think you could sit, like sit down and have an emotionally driven conversation with him about feelings, or do you think <sighs> it would just be uh, he just wouldn't wouldn't know what to do, wouldn't you, know what to say? Do you mean pre asylum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he talked a lot, which we'll get into a bit later. But uh, well, I'm just worried if 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 you told him his, your feelings, he'd probably feel triggered. That'd probably trigger him because you told me he was on the cusp that's of true. losing his mind. So if yeah. he told him a traumatic story, then he'd probably freak out. But sometimes people with mental illness they like hearing other people open up because it makes them feel less alone. Mm. So maybe you know, post breakdown, he um, you know, if someone had a, a conversation and said, "I went through this dark time too," or something. He might feel a bit more connected. Yeah. You know, rather than triggered. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Why don't we um take a bit of break and then we'll post- talk about... Uh, a bit more about Lloyd Brown? Yeah. Post-breakdown. Post Post breakdown, yeah, yeah, yeah we Pre, will. We, we should put them in um, like eras of Lloyd. Oh Lloyd yeah, yeah. Pre, Pre and post breakdown. Yeah, yeah, or, perfect. I mean, we could just just uh, we could just divide them by actors, but not as interesting. No, not as interesting. Pre and post breakdown, Lloyd. Yes, and we'll be back to talk about post breakdown, Lloyd Brown. <laughs> You're listening to. 
but I don't want to be a secondary character. Starting tonight, we're having a little sales contest. The loser gets fired, the winner gets a water pick. Not giving away our water pick! Serenity now! You know what? It doesn't matter. Because I quit! I guess your mother was right. You never could compete with Lloyd Braun! And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, Whee! an Australian podcast focusing on the secondary characters of our much-beloved television show, Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. And today we're diving into... Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun. For our third ever What's the Deal With episode. Exactly, and our 15th episode overall. Yes. And uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, have a look at your podcast feed and subscribe. Uh, not subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, yeah. Oh, oh, subscribe. Oh, refresh your feed, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, have a look at the little additional podcast for this episode where we interviewed the lovely Mr. Matt McCoy. Matt who, McCoy, yes. Who played Lloyd Braun for two episodes, The Gum and The Serenity Now. And like you mentioned before the ad break, post-breakdown Matt McCoy. Exactly. Uh, post-breakdown Lloyd Braun. <laughs> post-breakdown you know, Matt McCoy. Now, Matt seemed quite sane. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I hope, to I, hope, I hope he didn't have a breakdown after Lloyd Braun. You know how like, you know, like, like Heath Ledger in The Joker, how it sort of like oh, became yeah, one, like it yeah. overtook his life, I hope. <laughs> Hope it wasn't that dark uh, for him. He was only in two episodes. That's true. He was that's not like true. he did like nine seasons. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so far we've just you know gone through a bit of Seinfeld news and uh, we've uh, had a chat about pre breakdown George as we've designated yes the pa- two phases of uh, Lloyd Braun played by Peter Callahan yes. Canadian actor I think I just said pre breakdown George I meant Lloyd Lloyd yeah 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 we get what you're trying to say yeah. Yes, and we're going to be talking about post-breakdown Lloyd, so from the Gum and the Serenity Now episodes, so we'll give him a bit of a bit of a hypothesis, and if you have an opinion on Lloyd Braun, or if there's something you don't quite agree with, or if you have another suggestion about Lloyd Braun, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, shoot us an email, or send us a tweet, or whatever. Yep. Whatever you want to get your hands on. So, yeah, so post-breakdown Lloyd, obviously we were saying before the break that you know, he was high-flying, high, high flying, successful, had a great job as the advisor to Mayor Dinkins, and then the name tag fiasco happened and he fell. Mm. Nervous breakdown. And it's alleged, it's implied by George, that they found a family in his freezer. Yeah. So do you think post-breakdown Lloyd got to the point where... He became murderous. Yeah. No. He snapped and they found a family? Or is no. that just a rumour? I reckon George is just perpetuating a rumour. You think so? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. to make him feel better. You know, if Lloyd's a murderer, I'm way better than Lloyd. Mm. Anything to bring him down. Yeah. yeah. Well, Matt mentioned when we interviewed when we interviewed him that he said that at the end, the end of the day, George becomes better than Lloyd. Yeah. You know, George is, George is the better person. That's true. You know, mm. <laughs> so, I remember he mentioned that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't reckon he needed to murder a family to be better than him. So, no. nah, no. I don't. I don't think so. You think that's just a rumor? And, yeah, and I mean, you know, even though Lloyd's a bit weird post breakdown, he's not creepy. Well, he's kind of creepy, but he's not like he's paranoid. He's still he's still gentle though. He's I don't know. He doesn't come across as a murderer or someone who would murder a family and put them in the put him in the freezer. You don't think he'd get to the point where one day he'd just snap? You know, say for example, Jerry. You know how we had to wear the glasses and buy the gum to mm. make Lloyd mm. feel better. You know, because it's so unstable. Do you think if Jerry said, "Oh, I don't want to wear these glasses. I don't want to buy that gum," no. how would Lloyd react? I don't know. I don't think he'd kill anyone though. No, I just don't don't see it in him. Mm-hmm. Maybe because Matt was such a nice guy. I'm just trying to you know. I don't know. I just I just can't see Lloyd murdering anyone. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's evil or he has potential to be evil. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. What yeah. about you? No, no, no. After thinking about it, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. I don't think he has the potential. It's you probably know. just George trying to get his comeuppance. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, know. he's, you know, he's a bit, uh, you know, uh, like ma- not maladjusted, but like, you know, uh, unstable, yep. definitely, but yep. but yeah, not murderous. You know, all those years being second fiddle to Lloyd Braun, mm. you know, his parents wanting a child like Lloyd instead of George, and yeah. then finally George is like, ah, he's insane, he was yeah. in an asylum, what? I'm normal. Exactly, yeah, I mean, no, he would have, he would have, he would have milked that for all it's worth and oh, rubbed yeah. it in his parents' face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, just to make himself feel better. <laughs> he's so self-serving. Yes. What, what, um, I was thinking before, what, um, like, what do you think his recovery looked like in the asylum before he reappeared in season seven? <laughs> his recovery? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, like, what do you think the timeline would have been between, you know, the, 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 the election loss and his, <laughs> um, his reappearing, you know, as a gum hookup guy? I, I could see him. He probably had all these bits of paper and he wrote name tags. He's like, okay. oh, a name tag for you. Name tag. For you. And he's probably going around the ward going, here's your name tag. Right. Here's your name tag. He's mm. your name tag. Do you reckon he would have, like, if there was a, a like a, a, a an election in the institution for, like, a new director 
or a new part of the board or something, you would have tried to hook up I and think like so. been his advisor. Yeah, yeah, or try to be an advisor to like the warden or yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. the head of the asylum. Like relive his life before he was yeah. he was institutionalized. Or he probably thought he was still doing the campaign. That's true. He probably thought, oh, Mayor Dinkins. And then, you know, the, the nurse is like, yeah, Mayor Dinkins. You know, they had to make up a story. Make, yeah, they kind of make have to him, be gentle so and reassuring. Yeah. do something stupid, you know. Yeah. They're probably to reassure him and say, oh, look, Mayor Dinkins is happy with your proposal. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Do you think... Um, you know, to me, there's like two sort of classic portrayals of people in, I guess, an asylum. You know, one is like dark and they're sort of in a strafe jacket in a padded room mm. and they're sort of isolated and they're mistreated by the guards. You know, that sort of dark classic. Yeah. And one is like a gentle kind of, you know, like a set of guards or, or, or asylum where they're treated with dignity and respect. I think and the latter like applies of, to Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't reckon he would have gone to a dark, ominous. You know, that would have been his reality. No. Mm, no. no. I think he went to a proper institution. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because at the time, you know, mental illness has only come up as like a major thing in yeah, the last, what, true. 10 years or so. So, you know, back in the 90s, mental illness was still, you know, mm. not a stigma behind it, not much known yeah, about it. So that's true. Do you reckon yeah. his, um, his former mayoral hookups would have, you know, got him into a, a better quality place? I'd say you know, so, yeah. You know, even though he was sort of fired and he wasn't in the political world anymore yeah. very suddenly. I'm sure he had a lot of support and a lot of contacts mm, which got him, you know, into a proper now institution. That I'm, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it as well, like he maybe he had some sort of health insurance or some sort of benefit. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He he would have had it all. Yeah. He would have had everything. Mm. Now, and, and, you know, plus he's, he's on good money, no expense was spared, so. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He would have yeah. been fine. Mm. Mm. And then he, um yeah, he reappears in the gum, sort of. I he don't does. Know, he, he gets out in the world. And, and then Kramer gets him under his wing i know yeah and um yeah good episode yeah. we were just discussing off air that that's probably our favorite lloyd Braun episode the gum oh yeah it is yeah because so obviously lloyd he like you said off air he's a driving force to that episode yeah he, he plays a part in kramer's storyline jerry's storyline not so much elaine's mm. but george's especially that's true yeah yeah, he's sort of uh, he's the linchpin for the episode, really. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he plays a major role. Mm. And plus, in the Serenity now, it's good. It's good, you know, when he's taking on George. Yeah. Cell computers. I like how they kind of set it up. You think that he, you know he's regaining his former glory, <laughs> you know, and that he's just crushing George. Yeah. But you know, he's, he's back. He's back on his way to the top. Yeah. But really, he's just he's still just as deluded and yeah. unstable. <laughs> you know, yes. Ringing bells and making calls to an unplugged phone. His phone was never connected. <laughs> his phone was disconnected. Oh, it's George. So you keep your job and you get the water pitch. He's not getting the water pitch. <laughs> I love, I love, I love when Estelle's just yelling that out. Yeah, I was thinking as well. Like, how do you do? You think his um, you know, his gum guy, as he said, is is like pre or post breakdown? Like, do you think he knew the gum guy before his breakdown? Like his his Chinatown gum. Why would he hang out in Chinatown? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he liked it. I don't know. I, I didn't think I of know. that. I have no idea. Okay. I, but I think for him, I think for Lloyd, he wanted to find like an avenue to try and relive his glory days when right. he was sane. Yeah, when he, so, when he had sweet hookups. Yeah, yeah, sweet hookups. He'd make deals. So mm-hmm. he probably, you know, obviously he's not his complete self. And, you know, getting gum at a Chinese shop yeah. is like his biggest highlight yeah. post-breakdown. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's my big deal. That's I got the deal. Yeah, it kind of reminds me... Um, like when people have political connections, especially in New York, it's a thing that comes up in movies um, where, you know, there's a lot of like really elite restaurants in New York. But, mm. you know, if you've got like sweet hookups, you can get a table at this restaurant that yeah. no one can get one at. Mm. It's kind of like his, you know, like fine dining restaurant hookup, but, you know, in uh, post-breakdown. Yeah. You know, just a <laughs> exactly. gum guy in Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. Because, you, 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 yeah, you see that in a lot of, you see that in a lot of shows. You know, people go from the top mm. and then just work their way down. Yeah. And then like, Getting it like a small deal like that's big to them. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I've la- I've nailed it. I've I've got my big fish. Yeah, and it's like you and it. I could do it. You yeah, and I just go up to the guy and say, "Hey, yeah. can I buy some boxes?" Yeah, it's a shop. I want to yeah. buy some gum. Here's money. Yeah, exactly. You know, can we, you know, can we conduct a basic economic transaction, please? <laughs> yeah, yes. sweet hookups, sweet hookups. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, you know, I think I think with Lloyd, yeah, that was his biggest highlight, getting the gum and mm. uh, befriending Jerry, and I think they didn't want to trigger. Lloyd again, so that's why Jerry had to wear the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what um, what do you, what do you think would have happened to Lloyd after? That's ex- that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, after what happened, I think with Lloyd, he probably um, he probably would have had like a psychologist check him out, or he, mm. he's probably going to regular appointments. Yeah, I think after. Oh, actually, he got fired again. Mm. Do you think getting fired, even though it was Frank Costanza in his garage selling computers, do you yeah. reckon that triggered him again? 
saying, um, oh, fight again. Because, you know, obviously when he was so big, being the advisor was huge. Mm. But to him in his deluded world, being a computer salesman for Frank is like a big deal too. Like yeah. everything so small and minor and minuscule to us is huge for him. That's true. So going, reliving that again and saying you're fired... Yeah, I reckon it would have sent him down further. Down further? Yeah, it would have triggered. Even though, yeah, like him being fired from, you know, his nemesis father's <laughs> computer shop yeah. in his garage in his where garage. he wasn't even selling computers because exactly. the phone wasn't plugged in. Yeah. Like there's no real world consequences for that. It's no. not like he lost a big salary and lost like connections and respect. He probably wasn't even getting paid. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably getting paid on commission. Yeah. You know, but no, no, no. No base. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope they found out that he, was, he wasn't selling computers before he actually shipped them off. You know, like, I hope he didn't give him fake addresses. Like, yeah, yeah, I've sold four computers to this shop in, I don't know, Connecticut. Mm. And then they posted them off and then... Well, that's what George was doing. That was mm. his plan. His plan was to do fake invoices. That's true. Or fake sales and mm. then hide them. You know, he, you know, he'd buy the computers, yeah. store them in someone's apartment, <laughs> and then, you know, collect the money, collect the commission, and then he'd just bring them back. Uh, it's a pretty good scam now that I think it about it. It is a good scam. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think Lloyd was just in his own world. Yeah. You know, and plus getting the phone, he was probably as an advisor on the phone to mm. people and you know just reliving his glory days yeah you know i'm thinking i, I don't think he would have been reinstitutionalized i don't know but no. i'm thinking maybe you know if he has some family in the midwest or like you know in a small town in upstate new york where mm. he can be away from new york city you know where he probably where, left yeah yeah where his downfall happened and he can just live like a gentle simple life on on acreage or a property or something and you know it's like to simplify his mind, you need to simplify his life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Course. Like just takes take some stresses away, mm -hmm. and you know areas where bad stuff happened can re-trigger stuff. Yeah, you know. So you know he's got a cousin who lives in I don't know mm -hmm. Idaho. So yeah. go li go live down there on a farm. Yeah, and just start afresh. Yeah, and kinda. he's probably in his sixties by now, and he's yeah. just you know tending to the to the cattle or tending to the animals and the trees yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I reckon he just lives a simple kind of stress-free life excuse yeah. my voice i'm sorry oh that's okay that's fine more tea <coughs> oh excuse you <laughs> more tea no <laughs> we're, we're drinking tea we're not we're not making beers okay so, you know not in this episode no not in this one no nope. um, <laughs> yeah so i reckon he just lives a simple life now yeah good for him yeah good on you lloyd yeah good on you lloyd good on you buddy yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty much all i had about lloyd yeah, yeah. same yeah he um yeah uh, I love his character. He's uh, hilarious. I, he's a great character. Good physical comedy too. Yeah, like, very good. Matt Matt played him really well. Yeah, yeah like yeah. just good lines. Um, and yeah, I can't really say anything bad about the actor or the character. I, I wish like, we saw more of him. Yeah, definitely. I wish he was in more episodes. Yeah, maybe not too many more. No, but no, like, maybe like one, like one or two, one more. or two a season. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I think if um if you have like a repeat character who you know, is mentally ill. It mm. kind of, I don't know, it just sort of, it's almost like you're taking the piss out of someone out of, who's out mentally, of mentally Ill. Ill people. Like yeah, it can yeah. be, become a bit insensitive. A bit in, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you know, which, I mean, you know, let's face it, it. Yeah, just, I don't know. I Yeah, maybe one or two more episodes, but not yeah. too many more. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes, and this week, you know, every week we talk about our top 10 secondary characters we've reviewed. Lloyd Braun is in my top 10. How about you? Uh, didn't change. Oh, he's in there. I won't say yet okay. where he is, but yeah. yes, so he has changed. So would you like me to give you my top 10 secondary characters? Yeah, before you do. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. You know, so we've talked about Lloyd for about half an hour. We've gone, we've, we've uh, dived pretty deep. Yeah, very deep. If, um, if, if you can think of anything else, any ideas or, you know, if you think our ideas suck, whatever. Yeah. I think they're great. Um, get in touch. We'd yeah. love to hear. And be so. sure, yeah, and be sure to listen to our interview with Matt McCoy straight after this, and yeah. he gives you an insight into his experiences on Seinfeld, as, as well as his perspective on the character. Yeah, it was really good. It very, very, yeah, it was very really good to hear. Yeah, it was really good to hear. Really cool, really enlightening, and it helped us out with this podcast too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, here we go. Top ten secondary characters. Go for it. Yeah. At number ten, the woman with Elaine, episode fourteen, the subway from last week. I've been on this train for thirty subway for thirty five years. Speak to the first person. She's going to a lesbian wedding. <laughs> number nine, Harold and Manny, episode eight, the apartment. Eight, number eight rather, Helena, episode twelve from the trip. Are they, these are our episodes, by the way. Our yep. episode numbers. Yep. Number seven, Sid Fields from the old man. Number six, Bob and Ray, aka Cedric from the Soup Nazi. 
Number five, Lloyd Braun. Of course. For today's episode. He's at number five. That's a pretty good debut. That's a very good debut. Strong no- debut. Number five with a bullet. Yeah. At number four, Lieutenant Bookman, the library. Number three, the Soup Nazi from the Soup Nazi, our pilot episode, I guess you can say. And number two and number one haven't changed. Number two, Susan Ross. And number one, Frank Costanza. Hmm. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Your And yours is unchanged. It is. Mm-hmm. So from 10, uh, we've got Jillian uh, from our sixth episode, The Bizarre Jerry. We've got The Train Nudist from last week's episode in the subway. Ah, uh, yes. Good character. Yeah. Mm. Love him. Uh, Sid Fields from our second episode, The Old Man. Uh, George's Parents uh, from our last What's the Deal With, which was episode 10. Uh, what's the deal with the Seinfeld parents? Where my parents came along and had a that, bit of a that's had right. a bit of a guest. Episode ten. Have a listen to that one. That was fun. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Harold and Manny from episode eight, the apartment. Um, uh, Susan Ross, which is our first. What's the deal with episode five? Yes. Um, the smelly valet and his bo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always nice. like saying that. Nice. Um, which was from our fourth episode, the smelly car, the record store owner, which again was from the old man. Uh, the Street Toughs, Bob and Cedric from episode one, uh, which was the Soup Nazi. And number one, Elton Bennis, Elaine's dad from uh, episode 10. And What's he'll, the deal with? Yeah, and he'll never get knocked off, you said. Uh, That's like me so. with Frank. At least in the short term. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any characters now that would knock him off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we watch these episodes quite a bit and we think about these characters a lot. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I'll think about someone enough to, to knock him off. Yeah. Or at least a tie. Or at least maybe a, tie, a, tie. a tie. Maybe a tie. Maybe. Yeah. We'll at, see. at the end of all, once we get through every episode <laughs> way down the line, he's still definitely going to be top three. Very nice. I can't, can't see him slipping from the top three. Yes. And I did one other thing this week, Stephen. Now, I'm not going to do this every episode because it's going to take long. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be an ever-expanding list. I've actually reviewed... The episodes that we've reviewed on the show, okay. So on the ep- on the podcast, you so should far. make a you should make a podcast where you review our podcasts. Oh, we should do that, shouldn't we? No, oh, no, no way. That, that's been done <laughs> I like, to death. I, I, said, yeah. I, I said that the cogs were turning. I was like, oh, I, that sounds good. I said that. Yeah, Ivan yeah, was yeah. looking at me like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm shaking my head like, no, no, no. we shouldn't. No. So, <laughs> yeah. so not including the three what's the deal with episodes, including today. Yep. I've I've ranked. Numbers one to twelve, so from twelve to one rather. Mm-hmm. Our the episodes we've done so far. Yep. Now, obviously, the contest is my favourite ever Seinfeld episode. Yep. So once we review that one, that'll be number one. Sure. Straight up. Okay. So, by the way, you know, so it's it's, it's already it's already done. Exactly. Mm. I'm not going to do this every episode. What I'll do is maybe after like a few weeks, I'll just do the top ten. Yeah, just randomly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'm start doing it from next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But because I have twelve here so far, so we'll start from number twelve. Mm-hmm. So these are the ones we've reviewed so far. So if you're wondering why it's in the episode there, we haven't got to it yet. But we will. Number 12, The Stakeout from Season 1. Number 11, The Old Man. Number 10, The Subway from last week. Number 9, The Blood. Number 8, The Apartment. Number 7, The Trip, Parts 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And number 6, The Smelly Car. Okay. My top 5 so far, The Library. Number 4, The Jimmy from two weeks ago. Yep. Number 3, The Bizarro Jerry. I thought okay. that was fantastic. Yep. I forgot how good it was. Number 2, The Soup Nazi. And number 1, The Outing. Wow. The Outing's my favourite out of the ones we've done. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. It's a great one. I, yeah. I couldn't believe how good it was. Okay. Now that you've gone through that list, I still think that the um, the stakeout's probably my favorite episode. Out of all of all yeah. 12 we've done? Wow. Yep, definitely. The stakeout. Yeah. The oh. stakeout or the outing. They're okay. both my favorites. That's my least. My, my, out of the 12, that's my least, the stakeout. That's, yeah. that's, that's your number one. Yeah. Stakeout. So far. Wow. Yeah. Just from when you've gone through that list. Yeah. Yeah. The ones we've done. Yeah. 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 So, so that'd be special. That'd be maybe every few weeks I'll give you the top ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just randomly chuck them in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Sein- uh, Seinfeld, your name's not Seinfeld. Your no. name's fucking Ivan. Uh, <laughs> not so fucking Ivan. Mr. Ivan to you. Mr. Ivan. That's Mr. Ivan to you. Mr. Fucking Ivan. Mr. Fucking Ivan. Yeah. Mr. Ivan fucking. What have you got? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, You're the walk boy. Yeah. What have you got for me? So uh, we thought it would be fun because as we've been doing this podcast, obviously more and more of our time is taken up by Seinfeld, thinking about Seinfeld, uh, talking to our friends about Seinfeld, yes. watching Seinfeld, just Seinfeld. We just everything. noticed more Seinfeld stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to introduce a little, uh, I guess, a little segment at the end of each episode called... I guess we'll pick a title now, Weekly Seinfeldisms, where <laughs> through the week in our day-to-day lives at work, in our personal lives, um, little Seinfeld-related things happen. Nice. And uh, yeah, just to illustrate how, how much it sort of comes up in our day-to-day life. So, yeah, you were telling me before, so what have you got, buddy? <laughs> yeah, so two, two things this week. Uh, the first one, and I guess this kind of counts as fan mail. So uh, a friend of mine who lives in Brisbane, uh, his name's Terry, so g'day Terry if you're listening, shout-outs. He's got a friend who lives in, uh, oh, sorry, who went to San Francisco. 
and they attended the uh, Comedy Clusterfest, which we mentioned a few weeks That's ago. That's right, yes, where Jerry performed. Yeah, it yep. happened over the first weekend in June. Mm. Um, and they took a photo on Instagram. And uh, Terry has listened to the show. We've talked about it before. And he sent me a screenshot and sent it through. And um, it was a photo of his friends. I think it's a, a couple. And they were walking through the original Seinfeld apartment set. Um, I think that was set up at the actual Clusterfest. Oh, so that was, well, I saw that photo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was really fun. Um, and the second one, uh, second one was a friend who lives in Brisbane, Samara. She is, uh, she's currently dating, I guess you could say, and she sends me screenshots of potential suitors. <laughs> suitors. <laughs> suitors. <laughs> I have many suitors. She has Elena. many. She has many suitors. If Samara can send us an audio clip of her saying, <laughs> "I have many suitors," oh, I'd love it. I'll be right. Come on, Samara. I'll you try can do and it. line that it. up. Good. Yeah. Good. And um, we, we chat about the potential of these suitors as she's, <laughs> you know, talking to them. And she sent me a screenshot of one guy and uh, his description was, uh, he's the, I think, the head importer, exporter at Art Vandalay Industries. Oh, yes. You know, and she didn't send it to me because she knows I love Seinfeld. She yeah. just sent it to me like, hey, this is a guy that I'm interested in. He's definitely dateable. I, yeah, definitely. He's dateable. Yeah, yeah. Dateable. Yeah. yeah. Even if he's like a total asshole, <laughs> date him purely because of that. Yeah, or at least tell him about the podcast. Exactly, yeah, please. <laughs> Obviously, he's a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they're my Seinfeldisms for the week, and nice. hopefully we can bring you some more fun ones. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, I didn't have any this week. Actually, I saw a poster for um, DJ Seinfeld. Yeah, he you did. He played in Melbourne recently. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I was going to go to his show on the weekend, but um, I went to another show and it finished too late, and because yeah. I'm... Uh, an old man mm-hmm. um, because not I'm, the old man no not the old man um, I'm yeah, not idiot as, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> if that was anyone else I'd be pissed off at that but you know because it's you it's fine oh, yeah, call me course. an idiot whenever you want oh, I mean in the context of I know no no yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. if you call me an idiot in that voice totally fine I'll be stoked <laughs> nice you know, cool. as long as I get to take some of your records oh yeah please <laughs> we got Al Jolson here Al Jolson <laughs> fabulous yes so that's another episode of but I don't want to be a secondary character for this week you can hit us up on facebook twitter and instagram at bidwabask b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c and we can also you can also send us an email yes we, you can be uh, bidwabask podcast at gmail.com we're yes. also available on itunes and now stitcher yes so uh, have a listen subscribe and rate and review us if you'd be so kind that would be awesome yes please so next week we're going to be going to season nine and we're going to episode six the merv griffin show great episode very good episode so that's next week for episode 16 in the meantime have a listen to our interview with matt mccoy straight after this and yeah let us know what you think let us know what you think we'd love to hear the comments Mm. so thank you very much my name's ivan i'm steven catch you next week ciao